just a few minutes ago, I had an opportunity to walk through St. Patrick's Cathedral. And inside they have a lot of incredible displays of the heroes, if you will, of Christian faith. Inside they have the nativity set up, powerful imagery uh, that we see there in the nativity. St. Francis of Assisi, back in the 1200s, his love for Christmas, three years before he died, he decided he wanted to give the people there in a small village in Italy an opportunity to uh, really see for themselves, not just hear about the story of Christmas, but to actually have something to see, to touch, to feel. And so what happened is he took the opportunity and in a small cave there in the village, he got the donkey, he got an ox, he got the sheep, and he brought them and he brought a live Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And he set up the nativity scene there inside of a small cave. On Christmas Eve, three years before he passed, he invited all the men and women of the church to come out. And on Christmas Eve there, he celebrated the birth of Jesus. It's said that the sounds of the people singing throughout the woods was incredible. He stood there on the manger and he preached the story of salvation. He talked about how this babe of Bethlehem was the salvation of the world. St. Francis Assisi set up an opportunity for all of us as we look back at the nativity to remember that it wasn't just a, an event. It wasn't just a story, but it was real. And this morning, I wanna spend just a few moments sharing with you some of the things about the characters, specifically Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And what are some takeaways that we can uh, apply to our life when it comes to learning from the nativity? This morning, as we take a moment to focus on the nativity, let's look at what God's word has to say about the birth of Jesus. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. What a moment that must have been for Joseph. First, hearing that Mary, his fiance, was going to have a baby that wasn't his, but he heard it when an angel told him about what he should do. You know what, I think we can all identify with Joseph. We have things that happen in our life that we want to do what you know most people would do. We would say, I wanna, you know, he was gonna do the honorable thing. He was gonna put Mary away and, and not really bring disgrace to her, but you know, his his dream of of a happy marriage with Mary was was probably gone, is what he thought. But God through the angel spoke to him and said, You know what, Joe? I got a, something else in store for you. When I think about the story here of Joseph and him and get the picture of him and Mary and Jesus at the nativity and you look at that and you look at Joseph there, the takeaway I get from Joseph's life is this, is that, you know, we can trust God even when it doesn't make sense. I mean, I think about there when the angel spoke to Joseph, what did he say? He said, I want you to take Mary, I want her to be your wife, and I want you to raise the child uh, that she's going to have. What an incredible opportunity, what an incredible choice that Joseph had to make. 
And you know what? Sometimes when God moves in our life, it doesn't make sense. You ask a lot of people, you ask for advice, and they tell you one thing, but you know that God has told you and has led you to do something else. I wrote some things down about in the Bible, a lot of times things that just don't seem to make sense. One here, the virgin conceives. Another is that I think about David when he would face Goliath and King Saul was trying to hook him up with all of his armor and his weaponry. And David said, no, I'm gonna go face the giant with a slingshot and some rocks. Just doesn't seem to make sense. Think about when Gideon went to fight the Midianites there was going to be, I think there were, I looked it up, there was 150,000 of those Midianites that were going to be attacking. Gideon was going to lead them, and God pared down the Israeli army all the way down to 300 people. And when he gave Gideon the battle plan, he gave them three things. He said, I want you to carry torches, I want you to carry clay jars or pitchers, and I want you to carry trumpets. And he says, this is what I want you to do is I want you to encircle the camp and at the signal, what you're gonna do is you have the torch in the pitcher. I want you to break the clay pitcher, let the torches shine bright around the camp, and then I want you to blast on the trumpets. Man, that makes no sense. I think about Joshua and Jericho, very similar battle plan. March around the city, sing, worship. Well, you know what happens when you do that? Walls fall down, enemies are defeated. We don't have to understand what God's doing in order to be obedient to do what God has called us to do. I think about scripture where Jesus teaches this. He says, man, if you want to be first, be last. If you want to be served, serve. And he says this, if you want to live, you've got to die to yourself. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense what God's doing in our life. And we don't have his perspective. I go back to something that a teenage guy named Adam Cox, back when he was a middle schooler, said. And this is something that has stuck with me for years. This is the words of a middle schooler. And he said this, you know what, Jay? He says, I think God sees our future as clearly as we see our past. Man, wisdom from a middle schooler. Great truth that I heard then, great truth for us today. So I wrote down a few things about from Joseph when we face things that don't make sense. When God asks us to do things and it doesn't make sense, when we have to take Mary to be our wife, even when the baby's not ours, when it doesn't make sense. The first thing I wrote down was this, is that remember this, is that God is always in control, even when life feels out of control. God is always in control. Romans 8, 28, this is one of those verses that I have had shared with me, uh, you know, when difficulties happen, and I have shared with other people when difficulties happen. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, Paul wrote this. He says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who called according to his purpose. When I think there and he says this, for those who love God, he says, all things work out for good. Here's my picture of that, is I see that our life is just a box of mixed up puzzle pieces. And it just doesn't, it's, it's confusion sometimes, it just doesn't seem to make sense. And God says, don't worry, I've got this. I'm in control even when life seems out of control to you. And what God begins to do is he begins to move those puzzle pieces of our life into place and they lock together and then all of a sudden we begin to see what God is doing. Just like when you put a puzzle together and you get all those jumbled pieces, as you begin to put those pieces together, it begins to resemble something that you recognize. Another thing to remember when it just doesn't seem like God is making sense is this, is because of Jesus, our pain is temporary 
and our joy is eternal. This past February, when my mom passed away, I, I was there were passages of scripture that just really seemed to come to life to me in her passing. I think about heaven. I think about the promise that we have as, as a Christian. My mom, this past February, stepped from this earth into the very presence of God. And in Revelation, John said this to us in Revelation 21, verses 4 and 5. He says, he, talking about Jesus, will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow, no more crying or pain. All of these things are gone forever. He said, in the, and look, the one who is sitting on the throne, the throne, he says, I am making everything new. Pain, part of life, it's going to happen. But because of Jesus Christ in our life, that pain is temporary. It's not going to last forever. But our hope, our joy, our security in God through Jesus Christ is eternal. The things that cause us pain and difficulty today, those things will be removed. And we have the promise for eternity that all things will be made new. My mom today is celebrating in heaven no more pain of cancer, no more pain of not being able to take a deep breath no more missing her loved ones that have gone on before her no my mom understands what it means to have joy and hope and security that is eternal and also another thing i wrote about when jesus or when god oh big breeze there is when god doesn't seem to make sense is this is you know what we are going to face struggles in life but we're never going to have to face them alone Jesus, as he was ascending into heaven, he gives the disciples some great uh, words of encouragement before he goes on into heaven. He says this in Matthew 28, 20. He says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And he says, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He says, I'm with you. I'm always going to be with you no matter what. No matter what comes, no matter what struggle, no matter when it doesn't make sense, God says, you know what, trust me, I have things under control, even when life seems out of control. What a great lesson we learned from Joseph at the Nativity. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the angel left her. For Mary, this encounter with God was life-changing. 
I think about this, most historians believe that she was probably somewhere between 14 and 16 years old, just a young teenager. And she is, has a message from God through the angel that she is going to be the mother of the Son of God. You know, for her and her family and for her country, for the Israelites, they had heard for years and years and years the promise of the Messiah that was to come. And here she gets this incredible announcement that she is going to be the one who is going to be the mother of the Son of God. What an incredible moment it must have been. But it had to be for her terrifying. Now think about this with Mary. We had the takeaway from Joseph is that, you know, when things don't make sense, it's okay. We can still trust God even when we don't understand. But for Mary, I love what she says at the end of this. She says, well, God, whatever you've said, let it be done. The takeaway for you and me from Mary's life is this, is that the impossible becomes possible when we surrender to God. Think about through scripture, I mentioned some with Joseph. What happens when people surrender to the call of God, to God's prompting when they're obedient to do, when they surrender their will to God? Walls collapse. Moses and the Israelites, they see the sea part. Giants fall. Lame people walk. Blind people see. Dead people come back to life. The impossible happens. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things in my life that I want God to make possible that seem impossible to me. But what happens when the dead don't rise? When the lame don't walk? When what we think is impossible doesn't occur? It stays impossible. Well, here's the thing that we can we could gain strength from our surrender. Sometimes when those things don't happen, when that happens, I wrote this down, when that happens, God still accomplishes the impossible in our life. Sometimes he changes our circumstances. Sometimes lame people walk. Sometimes blind people see. Sometimes walls fall down. Sometimes giants are slain. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes God changes our circumstances and he gives us peace. But sometimes, probably most of the time, he changes us in the midst of our circumstances. And he gives us a peace, as scripture says, that passes all understanding. So when you think about this with Mary in the nativity, you know what? What seemed impossible to her, she, a teenage girl, being a virgin, was gonna have a baby and that baby was gonna be Jesus. Wow, that seemed impossible. But she said this, God, whatever you say, whatever your will, God, let that be done in my life. Here's what I know. Had there, there would have been no birth had there been no surrender. For us in our life, if we want God to do something in our life and through our life, it starts with us surrendering to who he is and what he wants to do in our life. I love what first Peter wrote, or Peter wrote in first Peter chapter five, verse six. He says, so humble yourself under the mighty power of God and at the right time, the right time, he will lift you up and bring you honor. Too often we wanna get ahead of what God wants to do in our life. God says, look, I'm in control. Sometimes I'm gonna change the circumstances and situations of your life. Sometimes I'm gonna make those impossible situations possible. Sometimes I'm gonna change you in the midst of those circumstances. 
and what you thought was impossible to go through, God says, I'm going to be there with you. And I am at just the right time, as Peter told us. God's going to bring us honor. God's going to do the impossible. He's either going to bring us out or he's going to bring us through. God does take impossible situations and make them possible. What a great lesson from a young teenage girl, Mary, the mother of the Son of God. Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. For centuries, the nation of Israel had looked for the coming of the Messiah. The prophets had foretold his birth hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. And here we see at his birth, Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one, is going to be born. His dad, Joseph, his mom, Mary, have heard the story, have been spoken to by angels of what was going to happen in just a few months. And so as we follow the story of Mary and Joseph, and they go to Bethlehem, and it says it was time for him to be conceived. They found no room. They were born. Jesus is born there in a manger, laid uh, in a manger in a stable. And we think about Jesus. We hear the promise that the angels told him. It says, I want you to name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What an incredible promise for you and for me, that God stepped out of heaven to be with you and me. We think about the takeaway from Joseph was this, is that, you know what? We can trust God even when we don't understand. For Mary is this, is that, you know what? When we surrender, impossible things become possible. And when we see Jesus, the little baby laying in the nativity scene, when we see him laid in the manger, his name, Emmanuel, God with us, the takeaway for you and me for, from his life is this, is that God came to be with us so that we could once again be with him. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about God stepping out of heaven and stepping into your life and into mine. What an incredible promise. What an incredible certainty that we have because of who Jesus is. Christmas is all about Jesus. I wrote this down. There could have been a star. There could have been a, a wise man. There could have been angels. There could have been shepherds. There could have been uh, animals and stables and mangers. Could have been Mary and Joseph. But if there had been no Jesus, there'd be no Christmas. There would be no hope for you and for me. So as we think about the nativity scene and we see Jesus, I want to remind you that he came to be with us. That's what Christmas is all about. So this year, as you've had an opportunity to gather maybe with family and friends and celebrate the birth of Jesus, I want to remind you something that Christmas is not something that just happens. The promise of Christmas is not something that just happens once a year. The promise of Jesus can happen in your life. God wants to be with you. He wants to be Emmanuel. That's what it's all about. So as you begin to take the decorations down, as you begin to get those New Year's resolutions going, think about the weight that's gonna be lost and the exercises that you're gonna be doing. As you pack up all those decorations, don't pack up Jesus. The same Emmanuel that came to be with us at Christmas is the same Emmanuel that wants to be in your life and my life all year long. Paul said in Galatians chapter four, verse five, he says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, 
He went through everything we did. God sent him to buy our freedom at just the right time. This year, as you step into 2021, there are gonna be moments and there's gonna be times in your life where you need Jesus to step in. You need to, you may feel just like Joseph. Things don't make sense. You can trust God anyway. You may feel like Mary, that you're in the midst of an impossible situation. Remember this, when you surrender to God, he's either gonna change your circumstances or he's gonna change you in your circumstances. He will do the impossible. And when you're in the midst of all of that, remember this, Emmanuel. God is with us. So as you step into 2021, remember the nativity scene, the picture of God with us. And he wants to be with you each and every day. If you wanna find out more about what it means to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, myself, Patrick, we would love to talk with you. You can shoot us an email. You can uh, give us a phone call or a text. We'd love to talk with you. The information will be there at the bottom of the screen. And we hope you've had a Merry Christmas and hope that you have a Happy New Year.